0: Lord visited me today, and um, have you ever broken a ring that you really like? Even though it's Sam Moon, nine ninety-five. It's a strange thing because on my floor was this black heart in my office found this black heart. Can you see that? And I thought, that's weird. Where'd that black heart come from? It gets weirder. Those of you that know me, you know it's going to get weirder. (laughs) The next thing I know is that I put my black heart on my credenza and one of my young girls comes in with a, a friend of mine Leah and Kayla and they come in where'd you get that heart and I'm like on my floor what's it to you and they just wigged out over this heart and they wouldn't tell me about it and then a couple of days ago I'm walking down the hall at the house where I'm staying right now and another black heart appears at the end of the hall on a book in a home that I'm a guest in And I kept thinking, that heart looks vaguely familiar. Okay, I know you all connect dots a lot quicker than me. And today, this morning, before this retreat, I'm walking out with my suitcase and everything to come over here today, and I looked at the end of the hall at the black heart on the book, and I thought, that matches the one in my office. I took that black heart from the home, which I'm a guest in, I take it to my office. I show it to my friend, Leah. And I said, Leah, I found out where the black heart came from. And I realized that the hearts broke off. See from this, this ring, you're going to make me break it off. I didn't know they were a heart when they were a part of the ring. And, and Leah tells me the story today. She goes, well, I need to tell you why that black heart meant so much to Kayla and I. I said, Yeah, great, thanks. I'm the last to know everything. She said, When we were near a fountain, we found this black heart in the fountain. Part of my, how did my ring get in the fountain? How did my ring get to the end of that hall at the house where I was staying? how did part of that ring, that heart get part on the floor of my office might be describable? And the Lord spoke to me this morning. He said, Mary, there are going to be women at the meeting tonight and their hearts have been scattered. And I'm going to call their hearts home this weekend. If you know that you have given your given a piece of your heart away or if you know that someone has taken a piece of your heart and you want it back tonight I want you to stand to your feet. If you know that there's a piece of your heart that you want back maybe it's in a relationship maybe it's you've given it to an organization maybe it was taken from you But there's a piece of your heart that's still still away from you. There's a brokenness in your heart that the Lord wants to mend together tonight. And He even wants to start this retreat this weekend by bringing a wholeness to you. I can't do it, but I know He told me He was going to. Mm -hmm. Amen. And if that's you, I just want you to stand. Because I believe that God showed me He's going to bring pieces of your heart back. I don't understand that. And if you can explain it, great. Go write a book. But God's going to bring parts of your heart back so that there's a wholeness in you, so that there's a a liberty in you. How many of you know that when you're divided, there's no liberty? There's limited liberty. There's restriction. And God wants to bring, and and it's coming to your mind right now. You know exactly where that piece of heart is. So just repeat after me. Lord, I want it back. Every piece of my heart that was taken, that was stolen, that I know about and that I don't know about. I want it back. From every area, put me back together. I call back my heart. Every piece of my heart is coming back to me because I want to be whole and liberated so that I can love you. Now, Father, in Jesus' name, I... I demand, I put a demand on you tonight, Lord, and I call back every broken piece of every heart in Jesus' name. Father, you are the healer of the broken heart. Father, I call back every piece of every heart that's been broken, that's been stolen, that's been ripped apart, and I say, be made whole in Jesus' name. For those that are standing, if you're near them, just put your hand on them. Put your hand on them and begin to believe God, that God's going to begin to move in their lives right now in Jesus' name so that a wholeness, Lord, there'll be no more division, no more brokenness. Father, no more division in their hearts. So, Lord, I say be made whole in Jesus' name. Father, I call forth wholeness and healing in our hearts tonight. God, we want to be wholehearted. Lord, you told us that you would give us a whole heart. Lord, you died. You paid a price that we don't have to pay. So, Lord, we call that. even if we willingly gave it away, Lord, when it wasn't right, when it wasn't safe, Lord, we just repent. But, Lord, mainly we say bring it back. Bring every part of us back. And, Lord, I, I, I speak wholeness over your people tonight. Absolutely wholeness. Be made whole in Jesus' name. I say you are whole in spirit and in soul and in body tonight. Lord, I thank you for the move of the spirit in the soulish realm that says that he will restore your soul. Be restored in Jesus' name. Be made whole and be restored in Jesus' name. Father, I cut off ties in every form and fashion whether they're mental ties, emotional ties, soul ties, spiritual ties, physical ties. Lord, we say right now we cut off every tie to every illegal place where we've given our hearts or where our hearts have been stolen. And so, Lord, I declare that we are wholehearted. Lord, that we have a whole heart. We are not, we don't lack. We we don't have depravity. We don't have restrictions. But, Lord, I declare tonight... That you are producing in us, Lord, a wholeheartedness, Lord, that's going to change our lives.
1: Lord, we thank you.
0: you. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, God. We thank you, God.
1: We thank you, 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 Lord. We We worship you.
0: We thank you, God. Lord, there's areas we don't even know. Lord, we say we want it all. We want, we want to, we, Lord, we want to function out of our divine design. And that's a wholeheartedness that, that Lord, we, we didn't even know that we were. When we did that, or when we agreed to that, or when we allowed that, Lord, we didn't even know it was impacting us. We, but, Lord, we, we just say we want it all. We want to to be women that have the capacity to function out of our divine design, not not out of standards of the law, but out of freedom in the spirit, God. We can't do that without a, a whole heart. So, Lord, we say yes to you tonight. Lord, we say yes. Just tell the Lord yes. All that uncertainty is going away this weekend, ladies. Lord, I thank you for clarity this weekend and understanding. Lord, you told me that the rain might bring in clouds, but my spirit brings in clarity. And so, Lord, we thank you for clarity this weekend. Lord, we're so grateful.
1: We'd just be so messed up without you.
0: But, Lord, we're so whole with you. Divine design. Lord, I say that we are women that live and function, that move and have our being out of divine design. Lord, you're you're so awesome. And we so thank you.
1: Lord, you are so faithful, God. We love your presence stronger, deeper. There is a call. There is a call. I hear it. I know y'all hear it. There's a call to come closer than you've ever been before to the Father. He's calling you. Come to the Father. There's no time to play games or play religion or be in the world or. Take part in the world. It's, there's no time for that. We have to press in. He wants us. We're His daughters. He loves us. And He wants that relationship, that father daughter relationship. And and it's up to us to reach to the Father. So be prepared because the Father's going to draw you closer than He's ever done before. And it's about relationship. Mm-hmm. Come, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Anita.
0: You all? Okay, who really feels like um, that God wants to put their heart back together? Raise your hand. Okay, here's, I've got a few hearts. I'm going to get, I just tore my ring apart. Here, Patrice, it's your problem. (laughs) It's too much pressure for me. Thank you so much, whoever moved this. Who was here last year? Who was not here last year? What's your problem? (laughs) Anita, could you come? Could you minister with me? Where's Anita? Where'd Anita go? I told Anita, don't go too far. Where'd you go? Come back. Take your shoes off. Stay a while. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I've gone through a lot over the last time I've seen you all. Anybody gone through some stuff? How many of you know that life is like, Sometimes like a good car wash. You go through it and you look a little different when you come out. And um, I don't know about you all, but I would I would be a little leery if I went through life and I couldn't really have measurable change in my life. Do you know what I'm saying? Am I the only one that knows what I'm saying? Measurable change. You know, I, I feel like... Um, you know, I've got a great message I was going to teach tonight. I'm probably not going to do that. Um, how many times do I come to you all and say I had this and we're going to do that? <laughs> um, I think I'm going to prophesy it, so I'll do that in just a minute. I don't, I don't feel like teaching tonight, and um, but I feel like the Lord wants to do several things tonight. I don't know why you came. I don't know why you're here. I I, I really don't. But here's what I feel like the Lord wants to do throughout the weekend. I I believe that one of the things He wants to do is He wants to silence the uncertainty in your life. And He wants to bring some clarity to not only where you are, but where you're going. Is anybody in for that? Just turn to your neighbor and say, I'm in. You know, because I don't know about you, but the world... Um, can be as uncertain as they want to. But I don't know about you, but the kingdom culture should be different than the world culture. Is anybody with me? I'm not saying that God doesn't surprise us and there's things that aren't still a mystery. I'm all for that. Because if it's predictable, it's not too fun. And God's into fun. And by the way, I I, I love what Bill Johnson says. Bill Johnson in Red in California. He says, you know, God is in a good mood. How many of you know that that's good? But one of the things I think the Lord is doing in this hour that we live and where we are right now is he's needing to reframe some things. How many of you know that if you get a picture of your best friend and and she's in this pink outfit and and you put it in this like gross frame, it's just not going to work? How many of you know the frame sometimes makes the picture? Mm -hmm. Well, some of us need to be reframed and reworked this weekend. So this would be a good time to say, ouch, hallelujah. <laughs> How many of you know that I usually don't come serving dessert? <laughs> so what I want to do tonight, uh, just in my little preamble here, and, and Anita, you just you just jump right okay. into the river anytime you want to, you know, because I could just, like, where have you been all my life? <laughs> um, but, you know, one of the things I think we have to be open for in this hour is that where we've had a mindset and we've had a life pattern, maybe it's a problem. And we've been able to live with it for a long time. And all of a sudden there's an intersection and God goes, need to change that. Aren't you glad I came to church? I believe I'm on assignment this weekend. I don't know why you're here, but let me tell you why I'm here. I'm on assignment this weekend. I'm here to introduce you to some things I believe that God wants to change in your life. He wants you upgraded by Monday. Okay? Because there's some things that He's prepared you for that he's preparing you for. And I believe a lot of these this this last year, these last 14 months have been a time of ups and downs, peaks and valleys. Some of y'all have seen on the mountaintops, some of y'all have seen in the valleys. We've all had them. But what was the purpose of them? I believe there's clarity coming to the past season that we've been in. That's going to empower us enable us to truly enter in and receive what God has to give us. Do you know that most of the time we have to be prepared for God's blessings? You know, if I went on an international trip and I, I took my overnight bag, I couldn't carry everything I needed. Right? I'm still mad at the airlines. I'm about to say a dirty word. Are you ready? I, I was really pissed off, is that okay, well I was, um, because they, they, they went from 70 pounds international to 50. How many of you know that really inhibits your wardrobe? Ouch. Sybil's going, amen, sister, but if I, how ridiculous would it be for me to have the ability to take 50 pounds and I take my overnight bag? Can I tell you, my friends? Some of you all are carrying an overnight bag, and God wants to give you a fifty-pounder. Are you interested? But let me be practical. Is it raining? You know, I can't tell you how thrilled I am. I uh, I texted a, a friend of mine who's a prophet out in California, and he had just I was just in some meetings with him in Amarillo. And he had prophesied, when the rains come to Texas, it is a sign, it will be a sign that the outpouring of my spirit is at hand. You know, and I don't know what that's going to look like in this church. I don't know what it's going to look like in your life or in your family's life. But all I'm saying is, Lord, I'm available to get wet. <laughs> And so I'm just so thankful because the Lord's speaking today and the Lord's, the Lord is not wanting us to not know what he's doing in this hour, that the, the world so wants us confused and in the dark and the devil never wants, I like to say it this way, the devil never wants us to connect dots, but the Holy Spirit is, is always wanting us to connect dots. Isn't that good? Oh, listen to that. Lord, we just say, Lord, I just come in agreement with that prophetic word released in Amarillo. Lord, and I say and I declare tonight that the rains from the sky are a sign that you want to pour out your spirit on Texas in a brand new way. So, Father, we receive your spirit. Father, if we've re- resisted, if we've blocked, if we've limited in any way, Lord, we say no more. And so, Lord, we say, let it come. Let it be. And, Lord, we, we pray it for our families. We pray it for our finances. We pray it for our churches. We pray it for our regions. We just say, Lord, let your spirit manifest on this earth in unprecedented ways. Father, I pray that the news report tomorrow about this weather, this change of weather pattern would make the news. And somehow, Lord, your voice would be heard over the airwaves and the news tomorrow in Jesus' name. You know, I just... You know how many of you know God speaks symbolically. You know I've got um, um, I've got such a heart for people to hear God's voice. Because I don't know about you, but I've heard it said that that the relationship is the the conversation is the relationship. I can be with a husband and wife for a couple of minutes, and I can tell you how their sex life is. Don't look at me so religiously. <laughs> you know you had to check all that at the door when I come, you know. You can. Oh, Is that not amazing? Sorry, I just have to go back. Oh. Listen to that rain. Listen. Lord, let us hear your spirit. Father, I pray right now that we would have the ability to hear you. Lord. Sometimes when we can't really touch you, we Lord thank you for the shelter for the rain from the rain, but Lord, I pray that every ear would be open to hear your voice in a brand new way because Lord, the bridegroom is calling the bride and Lord we Lord, we have sometimes the ears of a widow instead of the ears of a bride so Lord I'm asking tonight that you would change our ears so that we would have the ears of the bridegroom and not the ears of a widow. Lord, let it come. Let it come. Let it come. You know, I think we're in a season, my friends, of some things ending and some things beginning. It's always happening, but I think it's a real specific time. And I think this is an important weekend. I, I don't say this often. Y'all that have, how, how many of y'all have never been in one of my meetings? Let me see your hands. Hi, nice to meet you. Um, I'm not going to share my testimony this weekend. In fact, I don't even have any testi- I don't even have any of my books. I'm out of them. If you, if you will sign up for my email, I'll let you know when my books are in. They're going to be in in about two weeks. It's a glimpse of grace. 15 second testimony. I was a businesswoman, lost everything, went to prison, spent five years in a federal prison. God audibly spoke to a businessman. He came in and and prayed for me. I got delivered of demons, filled with the Holy Spirit. How many of you know that'll change your day? Yeah. <laughs> Spent five years in God's discipleship school in prison, and so here I am today. So I got out of prison. Aren't we glad? But I'm really low in resources right now, so if you'll sign up on email, I'll let you know when those come in. Um, um, But I really believe that this is a time of some things shutting down. Let me tell you, my friends, if God's shutting it down, it's okay. It's like if he takes something from your hand, it's okay because he can't fill hands that are full. I mean, I I wanted to come in tonight and I wanted to, I don't know, I wanted to put on my mother's apron and I wanted to, I wanted to bake cookies and I wanted to just present myself kind of as a mother and go, listen, fear not, (laughs) fear not of these times, fear not of your future, fear not of your present, fear not little folk for it's the father's great pleasure to give you the kingdom. I feel like the Lord wants to come and, and comfort you this weekend to let you know that Jeremiah 29.11 is never not true. I used a double negative. If you're an English teacher, I'm sorry. Jeremiah 29.11 is never not true. He, he, he's got a future of a hope, good things for you. And let me tell you, you're in an extreme battle right now to focus on what's not happening what you think should be happening instead of focusing, focusing on the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Listen, I know what I'm talking about. I was in the Slammer for five years. I understand the battle of focus, I understand the power of what you look at. Can I tell you something, my friends? What you behold, you become. I need to do that again in English. That was Polish. (laughs) What you behold, you become. And it's not necessarily with these eyes. You might be looking at me right now. I can see your natural eyes, but I can't see the eyes of your heart. I don't know if you're focused on your future being good and not evil. I don't know if you're focused on your future in fear or focused out of the framework of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I don't know. You do. He does. And he wants to reframe some things because he wants to. Ta- he's about to take some people over the Jordan into the Promised Land. And let me tell you, my friends, if you are do, if you live in a rearview mirror life, and you want leeks for dinner, do y'all read the Bible? If you want leeks and onions for dinner, the Israelites looked in the rear view mirror and said, let's go back. We at least had leeks and onions. And I'm a fan of leek and potato soup, by the way. You can send that to my office address at four. Oh no, I'm just kidding. But if you're living that way, God wants to change your focus and have you look out to your future and not be afraid. Because God's about to take some people over the Jordan and into some promised lands. And we need an internal focus that matches the focus of the Lord. This is an hour, my friends, that we are knowing the Lord as the great shepherd. He's the great shepherd. He knows how to lead you. He knows how to guide you. And let me say this. He's the great shepherd. And you're not the great sheep. You're not the great sheep. Can I just tell you all the all the pressure of following the Lord needs to come off? Because he's the great shepherd, you're not the great sheep. You're not that great at following him. He's a magnificent at leading me. See the difference? And I just feel it in the room that there 's so much pressure because there's there 's so many decisions on so many I, i'm just i mean i 'm just so aware that there 's so many decisions on on your life individually with your families with your businesses with your relationships I, I feel it in the air and I, I want to take off every yoke that 's not easy and light tonight and one of those yokes is you 're afraid you 're going to miss the Lord. can I tell you he 's the great shepherd? And you are not the great sheep. Is anybody getting what I'm saying tonight? He's amazing. He knows how to lead you. He will speak things to me in a way that that he won't. He'll speak it different to Anita because he's he's her great shepherd. That's why that's why I don't. Y'all know. Y'all are getting to know me well enough where I, I don't teach that. Well, if if, if if God showed me a, a sprinkler and it means this to me, then it means this to you. He doesn't do it that way, my friends. Be released. One of the things I, I, I felt like when I walked into the church tonight, I felt like the Lord said, Mary, give them permission to follow me individually. You're not going to miss him corporately. The kingdom is... The kingdom is unity based on diversity. Religion is unity based on conformity. I'll say it again. The kingdom is unity based on diversity. I felt the pleasure of the Lord during worship tonight. I felt like the Lord was showing me this. Mary, I'm so pleased that these women, the worship team, that people in this house, in this church specifically, feel free to be themselves. There's been given permission through the leadership. There's been permission in this culture to be who they are because that's an expression of the kingdom. Is anybody with me? And I don't know about you. I so agree with Debbie. It's an hour where relationship is on the mind of the Lord. And I don't know about you, but I've been trapped and I've been bound because of many different reasons. And so in my past, many times I don't bring the full me to the table. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? So if I'm, if I'm worried about someone receiving me and someone accepting me, I'm going to morph my personality to what I think they want so that I can be in. Somebody say Amen. Amen, hallelujah, blow your nose, pick your ears, I don't care. Why do I do that? Because I don't, I don't have a, I'm not reframed enough to understand that kingdom in relationships, you have four primary relationships in the kingdom, that relationships are based on my individuality, bringing the full me to the table and seeing how I connect being me. Somebody, am I helping anybody tonight? How do I know this? Because I've lived this. Because I've gotten my life woven into things, people, commitments that weren't part of my assignment. Hello. We're really going deep early in the weekend. (laughs) Jesus, help me. It's a time of upgrades. We're going to talk about upgrades this weekend. It's a time of living out of the new covenant and not the old covenant. You're going to hear me talk about the fact that we're all Pharisees in recovery. And don't look at your neighbor. We're going to talk about how, how do we get out from living under the law and standards and how do we really live a life of grace? How, how do we live a life that I'm truly a son of God and not a slave Slave mentality Versus sonship And you might say well I'm a girl Well that's good But a son of God says In a Hebraic mindset Sons were the ones that um, Got the inheritance So that's why in the New, New Testament Paul uh, and, and, and the other writers Of the New Testament talk about sonship I'm not splitting hairs You can say I'm a daughter of God That's fine but in the spirit, there's no, neither male nor female. And so inheritance is because we are sons, because we are in him. And can I tell you, it's, it's an amazing revelation when you get a revelation that you're in him and he's in you. Sometimes in the charismatic movement, we emphasize that he's in us. But if you, if you get that mutual revelation that I'm in him and he's in me, You'll have a new covenant balanced life. You can chew on that on Monday. Son versus slaves. This is what I want to do tonight. None of that was. This was all. This. I don't know what that was. I want to. I want to prophesy a little bit tonight. And I wanna, and then I'm going to prophesy this message that I was going to teach. I don't want to teach tonight. I don't feel like teaching. Do you all mind if I don't teach? I'm not that good of a teacher anyway. So I'm going I'm I'm to prophesy the message here in a minute. And, you know, Debbie, I'm really mad at Debbie. Can I just tell you? She's only given me four and a half hours. And I've asked the Lord to keep the rain going so y'all won't be antsy. Is that all right? You know, let me tell you, we've got to see God differently. And one of the reasons some of you all are frustrated and paralyzed in your situations is because you're seeing God in an incorrect way in your circumstances. Yeah, I had a friend that was telling me a story. She was in a terrible car accident, terrible she was in Florida, and she was going down the road, and it was just, she went over, you know, the, there's a median. It was raining, and y'all be careful to go home. And there was a median, and she went over the median, down the, the kind of goalie thing and, and wrapped her car around a telephone pole. They had to come and, you know, what do you call those jaws thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, <clears throat> it's like the shark on land. That was funny. And... um so they cut her out and she went home and, you know, she had to go to the hospital and so forth and so on. She had a concussion. It was pretty bad. And uh, a couple of days later, a policeman showed up at the door with some of her belongings that were left in her car. And uh, she was she was so mad at this telephone pole. She, she told the officer, she said, I won't tell you exactly what she said. I'll leave that to your imagination. Depending on where you are with the Lord, you can fill in the blanks. <laughs> she she was so mad at this telephone pole. She, literally, she wrapped her car around, and she was telling this this police officer, "I can't believe this telephone pole, and it was right there, and if that and my car wrapped around it, and da da da. I mean, she was just going after it with this police officer, and the police officer just stood there. And finally, after my friend shut up, <laughs> the police officer said. Kathy, do you realize that if that telephone pole had not been there, you would have gone off in the ravine into the water and probably died? How many of you know that's a reframe? Turn to your neighbor and say, he's going to reframe. Let me tell you, my friends, the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And I'm not telling you that God, God, is the author of accidents and illness. That is not what I'm saying because it's the goodness of the Lord that leads it's, God can't not not be good. That's like that's like you telling me that I can't be five eight. I am. I mean it's just who I am. That's my physical height. That's like me me telling you that Sybil can't is, is like mean. Sybil is so sweet. I mean, you know, she puts her finger in an empty bottle and it drips honey. Do you know what I'm saying? So God's name, he can't be something that he's not. Do you know what I'm saying? So then why do you think he's something he's not? I'm going to do that again. Why do you think God's something that he's not? Let me ask you a question. What aspect of God's judgment did Jesus not take on the cross? Help me. Hello. Okay. So is God judging the earth today? I'm a trick preacher. If Jesus didn't bear all of God's wrath and anger, I couldn't be saved. So, why do you think God's judging you? God's judged his son. There is a day of judgment coming, but you don't live in that day. Can I just make an announcement? Katrina was not God's judgment. God is not judging the earth today. God's judgment is on the cross. God's not judging you. God is not sin conscious, by the way, He's not an evangelical. he's righteousness conscious he's so concerned about you knowing your righteousness that when when debbie does something that's that's not reflecting that he doesn't notice what she doesn't do she no, he notices what she needs and he goes and he gets a gift and gives her a gift to enhance her righteousness revelation He's a father. He's not a judge. Has he, does he have judge ability? Absolutely. There will be a day of judgment. You do not live in that day. Today is not that day. Yet most, many, many people in the body of Christ live with a sense of, did I do that right? Can I tell you, that's not how the father sees it. The father's going, the father's going, oh, oh. Wow, wow, upgrade time. It's Christmas. I get to give Debbie a gift because, yeah, I I, I didn't even really see that because it's my opportunity to give Debbie a gift for her to really see that she's in me and who she really, it's gift-giving time. He's righteousness conscious, not sin conscious. Reframe. Turn to your neighbor. Reframe. Most of y'all went tilt right then in your brain. I could feel it. I got dizzy. Let me tell you, my friends, we have to know what it's like to live from the new covenant. If you need, I've got, um, I did bring a friend's resource. It's called The Birthright, John Sheesby's. Excellent. It'll help you. I don't know about you, but I want to get old covenant living i want to get get it out of me so that when when i'm when i'm when i 'm seeing debbie and i 'm looking at debbie and i don't i don 't assess the i don 't assess the how low her blouse is <laughs> <laughs> you know we we have this standard you know why because we think God has a standard for us we do to others what we think. The, the image, that's why it's time to reframe. If I ever get to my message, I, I tell this story. This was so important to me. I'm, I'm on this relational journey. I don't know about you. There's four types of relationships in the kingdom. You want to know what they are? Your relationship with God. Your relationship with yourself. Your relationship with others and your relationship with your enemies. Jesus Jesus teaches us about all those. If you want relational training and you want to be a disciple of Jesus in relationships, go through the New Testament and start looking for one another's scriptures. Just do a concordance. Honor one another. If I'm honoring, I'm not assessing. Come on. Come down the road of freedom with me. Come on. Come on. Everybody come. Everybody come. Pick up your baggage. No, leave your baggage. <laughs> leave your old baggage. You're not going to be assessing. This is the journey I've been on. It's It started really about six years ago when the Lord began to show me. He he spoke to me and he said, Mary, are you a disciple of mine in the anointing? Oh, Lord, absolutely. Remember Brazil? Remember that special anointing came and I... I knew the flavor of the anointing and there were miracles and gold teeth and this. Yes, I'm a disciple in the anointing. Mary, are you a disciple in the prophetic? Absolutely, Lord. You know, at times you tell me just to prophesy corporately and I'll do that or I'll do it individually. And I was telling him how I was a disciple in the prophetic. Mary, are you a disciple in the word? Yes, Lord, the word convicted me last week and I made that adjustment in my heart. So yes, I'm a disciple of the word. He said, Mary, are you a disciple of mine in relationships? (laughs) I looked over my shoulder, and I went, wow, trail of tears. Not so much. And that's when the Lord began to show me. It's about six years ago. He said, Mary, I need to tell you something. You've been been an orphan all your life. Got a mom, a dad, family. How many of you know you can be in a group, and be unconnected in meaningful ways and be orphaned. Let me tell you if you're in this retreat or if you know anybody that needs to come and make sure they come to that communion service tomorrow night, bring your friends, bring your family, bring your dog. Dogs need to belong. Whatever it takes. How many of you know it's time for us to really Belong. It's time for us to quit living lives like this. Some of y'all are in marriages like this. Aren't you glad I came to church? We've just begun. Because God's calling us into a scary word for us right now, it's called intimacy. And that's why he's calling pieces of our heart back. I can never be intimate with those horizontally when I've given my heart and pieces of my heart are in other places. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know how that works. I just know that that works. Do you know what I'm saying? Just somebody nod or I'm not going any further. Okay. They're like, please move on. And I don't know how God does it sometimes, but I know that as I follow the great shepherd, he's definitely always got liberty and wholeness and freedom in mind. Does anybody need any of those this weekend? And, and, and it's different. Like, that's one of the things I'm trying to be so careful with in my life personally and publicly is I, I try not to say, this is how God did it for me, so this is what you need to do. I mean, you all are getting to know me. I hardly hardly ever do that. Why? My heart is for you to (laughs) have a more clear image of who the Lord is and a greater ability to hear him because those are basically the two things that you need to go on your path to freedom, wholeness, destiny, to live out of your divine design. Even when I mentor, when I mentor in the prophetic, when I mentor in public speaking, when I mentor, I'll tell someone, okay, listen, just do it like me for three months, but if you're doing it like me in four, I'll kill you. And then you don't have to worry about how you do it. Why? Well, I want to get them moving, but I want them to, I want, it's like when I, when I teach someone in golf, I'm like, okay, just let me give you the basics, but my God, don't let your swing look like mine in four months. Do you know what I'm saying? Is there any golfers in the house or am I a lone soldier? Oh, great. Thank the Lord there's somebody saved in the house. <laughs> reframe. We're going to reframe. You're going to hear this maybe. I don't know if I ever get to my message. But some of the barriers that are in your life right now, God's about to turn into bridges. Some of the Some of the things that you think are restraining you are the very things that the, it's like there's a wall here, you think it's a wall, God's about to flop that thing down and you're about to walk over. And I think God wants to quiet your soul this weekend. So many of you have been stirred up, uncertain, you've been wanting to go to war, you've been wanting to fast, you've been wanting to pray. Can I tell you, I'm all into all of that? But sometimes there's a time of rest and peace that looks very different. And can I tell you, warfare is one from a place of rest and peace. I think the face of warfare in America is about to change. I don't know. Any of y'all worn out with praying? Is any of y'all worn out with asking for something that God's already giving you? Is anybody tired of praying like a widow instead of a bride? You know, when you're a bride... A wink will do. I hear this so much in the prayer movement. Begging, working, striving, trying to gain, position, perform. I I don't know about you, but if you see me in six months, if you see me in a year, I want to be at a place of rest and peace and revelation of the cross more than I am today. You might not be able to detect it in, in my public ministry this weekend, but from the last time I saw you I 'm twelve feet down in rest and peace because I 've got revelation of the cross and a refra- the exact same thing I 'm talking to you tonight, a reframing of who God really is and what New covenant living really is than I had a year ago when I was with you all. I don 't know about you, but I've been changing a lot, sometimes because of circumstances. Sometimes because I, I'm determined, you know, in a, in a non-performance way. But in, it, I, I just, I, I'm really beginning to like myself. And I'm so different than everyone around me. And I don't know, but it's, it, my shoes are fitting. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm okay. I'm not gravitating to conformity anymore. I'm gravitating to who I am, and then connecting with how God wants to connect me. That's Ephesians 4, if you want me to be scriptural, if I have to speak about the Bible. It's because we we need to be rightly fit together. And I don't know about you, but in my previous lack of understanding, I would try to be someone I wasn't, and I'd try to connect to you in a way that I thought was going to work because I wanted to fit in. And then I I put up pretense and performance because I didn't want to be rejected because I didn't have enough acceptance vertically. So I was working the deal horizontally. I was miserable, frustrated, and alone, disconnected in my connectivity. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? So this is what I've decided. You decide what you want to. I've decided, Lord, show me who I really am. I, I, I need I need bigger doses of your acceptance. I need bigger doses of revelation of my divine design. Like I've I've, I've got a friend traveling with me this week in Patrice, and she is like teacher deluxe. So when I'm going over messages, when I first met Patrice, I'd go over messages and she'd come in with this boom, 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 line upon line. And I'm like, I mean, I just, uh, on the inside, because I was, I mean, I wasn't morphing my personality, but I, I knew it was her gifting and I didn't, I was like, oh my God, if I did that, I'd die, I'd die, I'd die, I'd die, I'd die. I'm dying, I'm dying now. In fact, i did. dead. I'm dead. Where's the funeral? I mean, where's the, uh, the dirge? I'm like, where's the coffin? I just want to get in. And... <laughs> But she's a, she's a, you know, great. I love it. I have to sit under teachers. I'm not a teacher. I can be a prophetic teacher, but I'm not a, I'm not a teacher. That's not my, and so what am I saying? I, I had to, I've had to learn who I am. Patrice needs to be who she is. She, I need that line upon line. Not when I'm giving her my message because I'm like, I'm like in fact, we were in the room before we came and I was telling her some of my message. And we've had talks about this. I'm like, Patrice, you're a teacher. I'm not a teacher. Does that sound like I'm teaching? Okay, here's my point. Y'all would be so bored because it's not my anointing. It's not where life flows for me. Patrice got up here and she would do a teaching. Life would flow from her. Let me tell you, it's time for you to become a garden hose. hello and do that not just in teaching or prophesying or that just who you are in personality when i was real little and i'd get close to my mom and and she'd be cooking and i'd get right under her arm like right here i mean like right here do you know what i'm saying sybil do you have any of those (laughs) i mean i got right under there and she'd go mary give me elbow room I'd go, I'd get about one elbow, one chicken wing apart, and I'd go, I'd get as close as I could. She'd go, Mary, go find yourself. (laughs) You know, the Lord's saying that to you today. Go find yourself. Who are you? You. I need you. I need you. I need you to be you. I don't need you to be me. I need you. God needs you. The people around you need you. Your husband needs you. Will it shake some relationships? Absolutely. Are you going to be miserable the rest of your life? Or are you going to find out who you are and bring the real you to the table? You choose. You know, we hear a lot of stuff about weather patterns and earthquakes and God shaking the earth. Let me tell you, when God starts doing this on the inside... That's when I think God shakes everything. Do you know what I'm saying in Hebrews? And we we talk about it from a kind of ethereal. God shaking the earth. Let me tell you, when God begins to show you who you are in a way that you've never seen you before, and you receive that, and you take it in and you feel it, and you receive it, it affects her, it affects her, it affects me. It affects the ones behind you you don't see. Because you've become and begun to emerge in an element of you that's part of your divine design because He knew you before you were in your mother's womb. And that's why, my friends, certain things are touching your life right now. Some of the things that you're trying to rebuke are God sent. Mary, that was a really good point. (laughs) I'm so glad you said that. Some of the things that you're resisting, you need to embrace. And some of the things you're embracing, you need to resist. And that's where the discernment of the Lord comes in. And that's where people around you come in. You know, I'm, 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 I'm resisting this right now. This is, this is touching my life, and I'm resisting that. Sybil, what do you think? I mean, you know me. We've walked together. We've done life, and you know what's going on. And that's why community is so important. That's why isolation will not work in the coming days. It won't work today, much less tomorrow. And let me tell you, one of the primary, primary schemes of the enemy. Can I tell you, he's not even trying to get you to sin. You're so sin conscious, it doesn't take much. Hi. I love you. You know, you're, you know what, what the enemy's trying to do is, is separate you. In three areas. You ready? He's trying to separate you from God. He's trying to separate you from yourself. That's why some of you have trouble with your self-image. That's why some of you have trouble finding who you are and bringing yourself to the table because there's separation within you. He's trying to separate you from God. And by the way, sin is not is really not even the primary way that you're separated from God. What she say? You want me to expand on that or should I just leave that hook hanging? I didn't say sin didn't separate you. Like all my messages are coming out tonight. Lord knows what we're going to do tomorrow. There's a difference between relationship and fellowship. Okay? Sin will affect your fellowship, but it does not affect your relationship. I'm going to leave that because I think I'm going to tell that story tomorrow. Maybe tonight because I've only got three hours left. So the devil is trying to separate you from God, from yourself. That's why some of you can't get over the fact that your ear sticks out. Come on, go with me. Or that your thighs are too big. Or that you're 5'3 and you wear a size 8 shoe. Come on, what else is there? Come on, what else? What else are you focused on? Somebody fess up. Tell me Your Teeth, teeth, what else? Wrinkles. Wrinkles, Botox Never mind, go ahead <laughs> What else, somebody over here? Too fat. Too fat Okay, what else? Come on, religious people, come on What? Hair Hair not perfect, thin hair Anything else? What? Come on You're, you're on the spotlight now, baby Come on younger boyfriends so you know the we can get focused on the weirdest things that and, and let me tell you what the goal let me tell you what the goal of the enemy is it's to separate you because the minute you don't like something about yourself one of the things I do when I do some mentoring is like if i had this whole section stand up i'm not going to so calm your beating hearts if i had this cuz you know i could because I have the mic, no one's safe. So if we had this whole section stand up, and I went one by one, and I and I and I ask you to tell me something that you like the very most about yourself. The first thing that comes to your mind is what you don't like. Isn't it? You're all. Most of you are going like this. So you know what that tells me—that you're exactly. Would you like to preach? <laughs> no, that's good. I love that. I love that. So you're. We have a tendency to be more focused on what we don't like, right? Can I tell you, that's that's one of your main sources of separation. I'm learning to own myself. How many of you know when you put on an outfit, you better own it? So you've got to own yourself. And let me tell you, this is a foundation of divine design because, oh, I wish I had seven hours. Debbie will talk tomorrow. So you're, some of the foundation of your life in God is receiving your foundations. So some of your foundation, your, one of the reasons you're not experiencing joy, the joy of the Lord is our strength, and you're going, what do I do, muster that up? No. One of the reasons it's not a, a, an experience for you, it's not a reality to you, is because you're not... Um, you 're not solid, your foundations aren 't solid, so you 're rejecting your size eight feet, your left ear your right ear that sticks out, your thin hair or the family that you were born in. Uh, some, sometimes women have issues because maybe they were the first born, and mom and dad wanted a boy, and they still and it doesn 't have to lead to homosexuality or sexual issues, but there 's a, a lack of embracing a, f- a fullness of femininity. Because there's been a, um, um, a separation. Thanks. I don't mind if I do. Every eye closed for just a moment. If you think you are separated within yourself, if there's something in your, in your foundation, which is you, you, you've really rejected the, the family you were born in, the gender that you are, the height that you are, anything physical about you, your hair, the size of your hands, the size of your thighs, the color of your eyes, your race. If you've rejected anything about yourself and you want to begin to resist that separation, just raise up your hand real quick and put it right back down. Father, you see every not only hand, But you see every heart. And, Lord, we say tonight we choose to embrace what you've given us. Lord, we embrace our families. We embrace our gender. Lord, thank you for making us women. Lord, we embrace our race. Lord, whatever color our skin is, you designed it. Lord, and the Lord's just showing me that someone is rejecting, has been really rejecting their age And I think there's a a young person here and an older person here. So right now, you need to to lay that down. You need to choose right now to receive the year in which you were born. Lord, right now, we choose to receive the year that we were born. Lord, we're not going to fight that anymore. If anything else comes to mind, just open up your heart. And just in your heart or with your mouth, tell the Lord, "I, I read... I receive that sister you gave me. I receive the, the city that I was born in, that small rural community, or that, Lord, the level of income that I was born into. Lord, it, Lord, I receive Your divine design and who I am. In every way, just receive it right now. Quit resisting that. It's not a problem. It's not a defect, and it's not a default. You're not a mistake being born in that family, being born a woman, being born white, black, yellow, Italian, Hispanic, whatever, whatever race you are, whatever age you are. It was, it was, it's predetermined. (laughs) There was a divine design. Just receive. Just receive. Lord, I pray for healing. Lord, in that area of our hearts, Lord, where we've, we've pushed so, so hard. And, Lord, we've just not rested in who we are. So, Lord, I pray for a fresh, fresh rest and a fresh peace and a fresh comfort for us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. How many of y'all received something? opened up their hearts to the Lord. Isn't that good? I'll never forget when I finally, you can't see it now, but like this ear sticks way out. And my sister, she didn't know. How many of you know people don't know? How many of you know you did stuff you don't know? But did you ever see that lost in space? You know, some of you young girls know, but you know, and there was a a man on there called Mr. Smith and his ears stuck out. So my sister used to call me Mr. Smith. And he, she'd put her hands right and go, Mr. Smith. And I'd, I'd run in the bathroom and I'd look at my ear. And it seems like it'd stick out more and more. You want to see my ear? I love my ear. See my ear? I didn't say my earrings, my ear. I just love myself. And you have to understand, when I went in prison, my most favorite thing in prison was a mirror in the warehouse where I had to drive a forklift and bait rat traps and mop warehouse floors for 17 cents an hour. But there was a mirror that was like Reynolds wrap, and I couldn't see myself. That was my favorite thing about prison. And today, I'm like, amazing. No, no, I'm amazing. No. If you could know the journey for me to even stand with a microphone and just, it'd be one thing to minister to you, because I have an anointing. It's one thing for you know for Patrice to come up and teach. That's an anointing. The anointing's always for the multitudes. Don't ever judge anyone on their anointing. Receive that. Remember, anointing and character are not the same. <laughs> Hello. But but for me to stand and say, I really like myself. I mean, I'm really happy with who I am. Am I where I'm always gonna be? No. There's always room for growth and maturity. But to really like myself, I used to hate myself so bad. I did some self harm things and got in the occult and was in all. I mean, I gave the world ideas how to sin. So some of y'all are my disciples. But why did I do that? Because I didn't know who I was, I didn't know, I didn't know about divine design, I didn't know that, that God looked at things very differently than I did. That's why one of my favorite analogies is Paul talking about the body in Corinthians. Why? It's a kingdom perspective of who we are. It's unity based on diversity. Hello? I think I I might have done this uh, last year when I was here, but it still comes to mind, so it it bears repeating. So like if, you know, it's, it's, it's so ridiculous to try to do... What somebody else is doing that you're not called to do. Has anybody ever done that but me? It's kind of like, did you see my ring? I got this ring at a hospital. It's really good. It was $5. I love it. You could say you like it too. That would help me. But see, my eye gets to look at my ring. My my, my finger gets to wear the ring. My eye gets to look at the ring. Now, what if my eye wanted to be my finger? I mean, how ridiculous would this be? (laughs) So if I didn't understand the principle of unity in diversity, and I was after a life of unity by conformity, I'd be in trouble. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't be in trouble. It's time to be the real you, ladies. It's time to be, you have permission it's one of the things, I don't think I finished my sentence a while ago, which doesn't surprise me, that I felt like the Lord was saying, the minute I walked in the building, Mary, tell them they have permission. I don't even know what all he's going to give you permission to do. But you have permission. This is a weekend of permission. I'm walking in God's permission. Debbie walks in God's permission. This is a house of permission. You have permission. It's not restriction. It's not limitation. A poverty mindset is that of limitation. It's not just one can of tomato soup. Anything where there's limitation in your life is a poverty mindset. I can't because. Gosh, Mary, that's good. I don't know about you. I want to have a kingdom mindset. Permission. Extravagance. Increase. One of the words the Lord gave me at the beginning of the year, He gave me three words. They all begin with a D, three points. He was honoring the Baptists. But one of the words was, He, He, He. He actually came, it was a visitation I had, and he came and he said, Mary, tell my people to dream. I, said, I went to the Lord and I said, Lord, do you have a word for your people this year that you want me to carry? There's many other words, so forth and so on. I just need to know what my part is, hello, and I just want to do my part. I want to I wanna say yes to my assignment. I'm on assignment this weekend. I want to wreck your world this weekend. Can I just tell you I'm purposefully wanting to wreck you? Because the devil's wrecked you for a long time. And God's wrecking puts back together what the devil destroyed. If he could do it for me, and he's still doing it for me. I've not arrived in any area. I've not arrived. But I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, do you have a word for me to give to the body this year? And one of the words was, he said, Mary, tell my people to dream. I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. No, was like, Mary, tell my people to dream. I said, I can't do that. He said, Mary, I said, Lord, I, I can't do that. There's too many people that have been devastated by dreams that haven't come forth. And I can't ask them to do that again. And the Lord began to show me. He said, Mary, I've taught you that when you have pain through a relationship, you haven't hurt me yet because I just met you, but just in case you do. <laughs> if there's a pain in, in a relationship, then be watchful because I'll send another relationship to heal that pain. So you, just because someone hurts you, you can't wall it off because the answer will probably come through another relationship because this was a relational pain. And so it's going to, the answer and the healing in the balm of Gilead will come through another relationship. So, okay, been learning that. And the Lord began to show me, he goes, Mary, just, this, just the way I heal through relationship, it's risky, it's vulnerable. Anybody know what I'm talking about? He said, Mary, it is risky. He said, but the same way that I, I heal through relationship where there's been devastated dreams, tell them to dream again. He said, Mary, ask my people to dream again. And then the Lord began to just deal with me. And he said, Mary, you've got to dream again in some areas. If there's been someone here that's never experienced a disappointment, you're next year's speaker (laughs) because you're a miracle worker. No, but I mean, I've been so disappointed. I mean, you know, most of you know my story. There's... I lost all my investments, my home, my ex-fiance, I lost a baby. I, I came out of prison with all my possessions just in a copy paper box. Lost, devastation, neglect, depravity, blah, 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 blah all that stuff. I was a poster child for the devil. <sighs> and God's had me dream again because he said, Mary, if you, you've got to dream again on the inside because it expands you to get you prepared for what I have on the outside. Some of you all this weekend need to turn from your pain of the past and turn to the hope of the future. You're focused on what didn't happen. You're focused on who disappointed you. And you're focused on devastation. And the Lord wants to take you by his sweet hand. And he wants to turn your focus to a future filled with hope through dreaming. And hoping again. It's time to let go of hopelessness and devastation. Because God's word and His promise of Jeremiah 29 11 is never not true. Jeremiah 29 11 is never not true. This is what we're going to do in the three hours that I have left. Um, this woman on the end, could you come? What's your name? Olga, please come. I'm going to move in the prophetic a little differently tonight. A lot, how many of y'all see most a lot of y'all have um i've been in meetings where i've called people out and prophesied and and the messages that i have this weekend are you know that's just my gifting primary gifting so they're god's going to speak to every heart how, how many have heard the lord tonight okay let's shut down the meeting and go to dinner i'm oh, sorry okay sorry just kidding oh just kidding um